Amen. I am so glad that you have joined me today. Welcome to the first Sunday of 2021. Did you stay up all night Thursday just to make sure it would really happen? I hope you found a way to experience the joy of Jesus Christ during the Christmas season. I hope that now you're taking the opportunity to reflect upon God's blessings that await us as we move forward with another new year. Every new year, it begins with desire for change, right? The infamous New Year's resolutions. We hope to do better. We plan to do better. And some of us make resolutions to that end. I heard about this guy who called his parents to wish him Happy New Year. He asked his dad, what was his New Year's resolutions? What were those resolutions going to be? And so the dad said, well, to make sure that mother is happy all throughout the year, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure mom is happy all throughout the year. That's pretty neat, right? That's kind of a sweet thing to say uh, about your spouse. So when mom got on the phone, he asked her about the resolution she was planning on making. And her response was this, to see that your dad keeps his New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm sure we're all at the place right now that we just want someone's resolution to be to make us happy in 2021. Am I right? We want more happiness in 2021. I think we can all agree that 2020 has been an amazing year, but not necessarily amazing in the ways that we would like. Can I get a witness? Can I get and amen. I will say this, that in the midst of pain, in the midst of loss and uncertainty and struggle, God has blessed our church. We've grown deeper in the Lord as church and as individuals. We have grown deeper in him. We've had to learn to hold on more tightly to him than ever before. We've had to dig deeper wells. We've had to be more intentional than ever about staying connected to the source of our strength. While I'd love to wave a, a magic wand and have this all behind us, I'm able to see how the struggle has made us stronger. The struggle it, in fact, has made us stronger. And as we launch into a brand new year, I want us to have faith, have eyes of faith today to walk in the victory God has for each and every one of us. I want you to know that it's not going to come without a fight. The victory that you are longing and seeking for, it's not going to come without a fight. Our God has already made us victorious. Amen. We just got to simply keep on moving. We've got to keep on reaching. We've got to keep on fighting because God is doing a new work. He's calling us to step into that new dimension of faith. And today I want to go deeper. I want to go further in my faith in 2021. Amen. Isaiah 43 and verse 18 reads, Forget the former things that do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. 
Today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ has come to make all things new. Amen. Why don't you turn to someone and tell them, hey, Jesus Christ has come to make all things new. I'm here to tell you that God is not finished here. The struggle and the pain, they're God's crucible for growth. He didn't bring the turmoil, but he can sure make us stronger through it. Before we can become stronger in him, we've got to surrender everything over to the Lord. We need to trust in him to strengthen us. Trust in the Lord with everything and allow him to strengthen us day by day, moment by moment. It seems like this past year, the North American church may be able to relate to the people of Israel. We understand about possessing the promises of God, but feel like we're wandering in barren deserts. We may have felt weary this year, worn down this past year, possibly even questioning God's power, provision in our lives. Under Joshua's leadership, Israel was in the same place that we stand today, on the threshold of a new experience, on the way to a new level of living. They are a new generation holding an old promise that has never yet been possessed. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2 Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you just as I promised to Moses. After years of wandering, Israel stood on the precipice of their promise. God has promised them the land of Canaan, the promised land. But for them to possess this promise, they must fight for it. They were gonna have to fight for the promise. Just because a promise is from the Lord doesn't mean it's going to come easily. To better understand this story in relation to us today, we've got to understand what Canaan represents. What does it actually represent? Well, Canaan is the promised land that God promised Moses. But Canaan, well, it is in heaven, right? There are giants, there are walls, there are enemies and battles to fight. I'm sure they hoped that all the bad stuff was going to be done away with, would be over once they got out of the desert. No, they still had to fight. And so this passage, it tells us that every place their footsteps, every place that they would begin to tread, they would possess that land. The Hebrew word for tread is Darak, and it means take up your weapons and fight. Take up your weapons and fight. This command is still used with the Israeli army today. In essence, God was telling them, every place you fight for, I will give 
you. Hey man, there's a, there's a prophetic word that's mentioned there. Every place that you fight for, the Bible was declaring at that moment, God was declaring to them that if you fight for it, he was going to provide it for them. They're about to transition into a brand new experience. Praise God. Joshua chapter three and verse three reads, and commanded the people as soon as you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits in length. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way you should go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Transitions, let's face it, transitions are difficult, but transitions are necessary if we are to be all that God has called us to be. The people of Israel, well, they've been landless for nearly 500 years. And God says, take the land. This is your promised land. It's at this point in their history that God begins to transition his people. They would transition from a nomadic culture where they were slaves to others and they were transformed into a nation of conquering warriors. Wandering in bondage, well, that's been in their DNA for five centuries. That's all they've ever known. But you can't act like wanderers, thinking like slaves, and live like conquerors at the same time. You can't act like wanderers, can't think like slaves, and live like conquerors at the same time. God is not transitioning them or us to a place where there's no more battles to be fought. He's moving us to a place where the battles are more strategic and therefore the results are more significant, influential and eternal. God wants to do a new thing in our midst. I want you to declare that. I want you to believe that with me right now, that God desires to do a new thing in our midst with us today. Luke chapter five and verse 34, it reads, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled and the wineskins will be ruined but new wine must be put into new wineskins and both are preserved. And no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new for he says the old is better. What's this passage talking about? I mean, what's this all mean? Well, it means that we can't make room for the new while still holding on to the old. We can't make room for the new in our lives if we're still holding on to the old today. Please note here, Jesus is not saying that the old is bad. In fact, verse 38, it tells us it's worth 
preserving. But 39, it reveals the truth. Our old one, it represents the way we've always known God's power, the way we've always experienced God's presence, the way we've always done church, always experienced the Lord. That old wine is what we prefer every single time. Why? Because it has a mature taste. It's familiar. It's proven. It's comfortable. Listen, folks, if you want a new thing, you better make room for new wine in your life. 2019, it's not coming back. And I'm pretty sure that we don't want 2020 to back either. Am I right? Amen. We don't want what we experienced last year to be a part of what we experienced in 2021. This year, you better find a way to get a hold of the Lord. You better find a way to get a hold of God or you're gonna be holding on to broken wine skins with the wine you had spilling out all over the floor. Better find a way to keep hold of what God has already provided and given to you. But to receive the new thing he wants to do in you and through you in 2021. Amen. I want God to do a new thing in me. I want him to transform me, change me, change my perspective, change my my, my life, Lord Jesus, that your will will be done inside of me. Transform me, God, from the inside out so that I can receive all that you're trying to do in me in 2021. We can experience revival, renewal, and restoration right now, this year, this moment. This occurs when God brings us back to something we had before. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, is amazingly wonderful. There are seasons when God wants to not only restore us, but I believe he also desires to transform us. When he is finished, we won't look or feel the same. We'll be radically different, ready for more Holy Ghost wine. We'll experience a new level in the Lord that we've never experienced before. And if 2020 proved anything to us, it's that our old wine won't sustain us in the new season where God is bringing us. Tell your neighbor beside you, he's doing a new work. Tell someone that's sitting beside you today, hey, God is doing a new work. Type it in the chat below and say, God is doing a new work in me. I want his work to be performed in my heart and my life right here and right now. We can learn an important lesson about spiritual training transition from every conquest in the book of Joshua. Joshua 6 and verse 15. On the seventh day, they rose early at the dawn of day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priest had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Jericho teaches us so much about where we are right now as a church. They've been doing what God had told them to do, marching for the past six days around the city. They were being asked to fight in a way that just didn't seem like a fight at all. And then 
of all things, on that seventh day, they're told to do the same thing in the same place, but increase their intensity. And that just didn't make human sense. And then add to it the shout of a conqueror to their battle plans before the conquest. But they had not won the victory yet. They hadn't won any victory yet. Here's my question to you today. Are you going to believe what you see or what God says? Are you going to believe only what you see with the natural eye or are you going to believe what God has said? Joshua was ready to believe what God was saying at that moment. He'd been one of those original 12 spies sent into the promised land 40 years earlier. Only he and Caleb were ready and willing to possess God's promise. He'd seen God's people wander in the wilderness for 40 years when they should have been living in Canaan land. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 5. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone, straight before him. The Jews, well, they used two different kinds of trumpets, those made of silver and those made of ram's horns. The silver trumpets were used especially by the priest to signal to the camp that something important was about to occur, was happening, for instance, such as declaring war. But the ram's horns, here's the deal about the ram's horns, they were primarily used for celebrations. The priests, they didn't use the silver horns, the silver trumpets at the conquest of Jericho. Why? Because Israel was not declaring war on Jericho because there was no war. They were announcing the arrival of the promise for Israel in their new land. Praise God. In other words, they were celebrating before there was something to celebrate about. They were celebrating something amazing before it even was time to celebrate about it. There's a powerful lesson that we can learn here. We may not see our victory quite yet, but we had better find a way to celebrate it. You might not fully possess the promise of the new work God is doing, but you better be willing to praise him until you receive it. Oh, I want to give God praise for what he is doing and what he's about to do in my life and in my heart, in the life of the church, in the lives of the families here in our community. I want to praise him and thank him for it. Amen. God's people don't simply fight for victory, but from a place of victory because the Lord has already won the battle. In other words, we are victors today. We are not victims. Amen. We fight from a position of victory today. If we'll get our eyes off our limitations and onto the promises of the Lord, we will no longer be in shackles anymore. We won't live with fear any longer. We'll enjoy, amen, the peace that passes all 
all understanding. We won't dwell on weaknesses, but we will walk in God's strength. Every battle is already won. Praise God. Jesus Christ, he's already risen. He's already conquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen. And God has risen. Jesus has risen and has spiritual authority in our lives right now. He has shared that spiritual authority with us today. We need to keep on marching, in other words. We need to keep on fighting, in other words. Keep on believing. We need to have a faith to walk into the new thing that God is doing. Amen. He turns all things new. The Lord is able to do all things. He makes all things new today. We are called to turn our attitude around. Amen. We are called not to just simply exist, but to go ahead and praise him for the victory that's already here. We're not fighting and praying for victory. We are fighting and praying from victory. Amen. Amen. Can we just take a moment and give God praise? Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. Thank you, God, for what you're about to do in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 As we bring this message to a close, I'm challenging every person under the sound of my voice to join together in unity. There is a power in shared focus, in vision, joining together for something larger than ourselves. We're called to take the reins for all God has for each and every one of us today. Push forward in his calling. I count it a privilege to serve this congregation. I don't take this calling Lightly, It would be the greatest honor that you could give me if you took this message, take this message to your heart today. If you truly push past all the things that are holding you back, open your heart to all that God has for you in 2021. Now is the not time to trust God for the impossible. Now is the time to believe that he is able and that he has a purpose and a plan for your life. If there's a Moses out there today, under the sound of my voice, God has amazing things in store for your future. If there's an Esther listening to this sermon today, you are poised to deliver your people, your family, if you courageously push past your fear. If there's a David out there, the giants, the Goliaths that you're facing, they're no match for the God in which you serve and love. If there's a Joseph today out there, be faithful in the small things because God is about to open the windows of heaven and he's gonna fulfill his promises in your life. I'm challenging you this day to be on board with the new thing that God is trying to do in your life and in the life of your family, in the life of our community and our church. If we catch a vision for what God has for this church, I sincerely believe that the supernatural will occur. We will see signs and wonders and miracles through the power of prayer, the 
fervent prayer of believers, God is going to minister and bless and do wonderfully amazing things in 2021. Amen. If we will actually walk through the doors that God opens for us, we will become a vehicle for his mission to be fulfilled here on earth earth. And so now is the time to trust in the Lord, to let him make all things new. And I believe this without a doubt. It begins right here and right now. It begins in our heart. It begins in your heart. It begins in my heart. So why don't we take a moment and step out in bold faith today? Trust that God is able to do anything. Trust that God is able to do the impossible in your life on this first Sunday of 2021. Let's begin to cast vision. Amen. Let's begin to believe God's vision, God's plan for our life, that a new thing can unfold in our heart today. Why don't you stop trying to figure it out, try to figure it out in your own ability and begin to trust in God for what he's about to do. Amen. Can we just take a moment and begin to pray and praise God for what will happen in the moments ahead? Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this day. In this new year, Lord, we commit all that we have unto you. We commit to all that you are doing in us. Forgive us, Lord, for walking in fear. Lord, today we want to surrender our lives completely to you. We want to serve you with everything that's inside of us. Lord, today we stand in your presence. We stand, Lord, on the brink of something amazing for 2021. We want to rest, be rest assured that your power is with us. Your spirit will go before us. We will fight to possess your promises today. We'll walk boldly into that place that you have called us to, that you're promising to give to us. You, you already reign victorious in this earth, Lord. You already reign victorious in the world today. And today we stand victors today. We stand not as victims, but victorious because of your power being made real in us. Transform us, God, today. We, we are your people. We are the sheep of your pasture and we walk boldly with faith to where you're calling us today. Lord, we celebrate what you have done and what you're about to do. We praise you just as the people of Israel today. We celebrate, God, what you have already accomplished for us in 2021 in faith. We're trusting in your power to be with us, guiding us and helping us. We trust in you alone. We desire, God, that you make all things new. And today, Lord, you are making me new in you. Thank you for it. Now we give you praise and glory for it in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. Amen. I believe, I believe without a doubt that God has heard our prayer. God is ministering and touching every individual under the sound of my voice today. Would you begin to walk in faith moving forward? Would you begin to believe with me? Have the faith right now to believe with me that all things are possible. God is doing a new thing in our hearts hearts and in our lives. He wants to transform us today. Amen. We're going to now take a moment and begin to praise him, begin to worship him and thank him for all that he has done and all that he's going to do in us and through us in 2021. Wherever you are, can you make that place a sacred place and begin to thank him for giving God praise and glory for thanking him for the victory that's already happened in faith. We thank you for it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.